Today, Mitch Casey and I are having a look at the Industry Pickup League, uh, week 11, I believe. It was week 11. I had a win, Mitch had a win, so this is a, a pretty exciting podcast. Well, for me, I haven't had too many wins. Uh, this is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. Act a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you've always been bad. Uh-huh. We are programmed to bring you a live broadcast from the West of Funk, but now resurrected lost hearts. Don't you feel it? Brego. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am Adam King at AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you can find me, bringing Mitch straight in. Uh, we're recording this a little bit later than usual. Uh, we we had some conflicting priorities last night, our time, so it's early morning. Hopefully, B-Dub gets this up before the start of week 12, but we'll see. Uh, Mitch, thanks for getting up nice and early and then squeezing me into your busy schedule yeah no worries mate we've got to, we've got to come on when we both have a win it's uh it's we've got to come on and you know celebrate and uh you know review the week and um yeah get this one out to the people and despite the dodgy trade that that uh we made um i have decided Corrupt. to have you on the show the show uh let me bring in uh where are we bring up the screen so as I said, yes, we, we both did have a win. So we'll go to the trade first because it happened right. very early in the week um, following last week's show. Uh, I traded away Brooke Lopez to you and you traded to me Chris Paul and Onyeka Okongwu. Yeah. Uh, it was – Lopez is is obviously the best player in that trade and and I that's fine. I'm not um, not disputing that. Based on the build, I'm, I'm still okay with the trade. Like I, the Chris Paul news was uh, was rough. It, yeah. it, it was it was what three days after the trade or something. He played like one or two games, I think, and then uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, look, wasn't great. Um, in saying that, Okongwu was good for me yesterday. He had five blocks, played thirty over thirty minutes. So. Look, maybe it, it turns into an okay trade um, because I'm not desperate for those blocks. I'm, I need more rebounds and field goal percentage, which Okongwu is going to get me if he plays minutes. So, um, yeah, look, not the worst trade in the world, but it was a little bit unfortunate with the the injury. I saw him do it and I went, oh, man, he's broken that. Like, just his reaction, you could tell. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, what and what are you thinking about the trade? Like, you're happy with Brook Lopez, obviously. Yeah, well, so I mean, first of all, like my condolences because I know that it sucks because I've still got bloody um, Evan Mobley sitting on my yeah. IR and he hasn't played a single game for me. So um, I'm on the other end of the the trade this time. It seems like half the trades in this league seem to immediately, you know, end up with an injury to one of the players traded. Yeah. So uh, that kind of sucks. But uh, no, I am happy with Brook Lopez. Um, the trade uh, was. I mean, I sent the trade to you and it was conditional because I wanted to pick up a player off the waiver yep. wire in Trey Jones after the trade went down because I thought that there was a potential that he could not replace Chris Paul, but kind of give me those assists that I was losing. Um, so getting an upgrade in my blocks, which 
I think will be a key category when it comes to particularly my matchup with Drew Dinkmeyer, who's um, currently now in the uh, first place position in mm. the standings. Uh, so I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, he's got players like Rudy Gobert and things like that. So uh, blocks are going to come down to or be a key category in that matchup. So Brooke will hopefully help me there. And um, yeah, I, I thought I could sort of withstand the loss of Chris Paul, assuming that I could grab someone like a Trey Jones on the waiver wire. Uh, and then he obviously went down injured. So that's, yeah, it's fortunate <laughs> for me, unlucky for you. But I think the initial trade made sense for both teams. It did. Um, and so if we, we look at our matchups from last week, I'll, I'll quickly run through mine. So as I said, I, I did have a win and I spoke about this on last week's show um, that I was up against Mike Barner and that I was pretty confident I'd get a few categories and then I'd need a couple of things to go my way, one of them being assists, which did not go my way, but steals did. Uh, so I ended up winning 5-4, but I won by one steal. Um, so it was it was pretty rough going until Marcus Smart decided to actually pull his finger out. He got three oh, steals yes. late in that game. He he was on zero for a long time, and then he got three in about 10, 15 minutes. So he got me over the line by one steal. Um, blocks were pretty close, and rebounds were pretty close. So I only won by five rebounds as well. So there were a few categories here that went right down to the wire, um, and I, I racked up those blocks, and I picked up... Uh, where are we? I had to decide who to play yesterday. So I had some decision, uh, lineup decisions with Dayron Sharp, Larry Nance, and Onyeka Kongwu um, deciding who to play. It didn't, there wasn't a, a sort of a clear uh, winner in, in that sort of looking at those players, but um, Dayron Sharp injured his knee, which didn't look great. So yeah. I'm. Sort of deciding now I've got uh, Chris Paul on my IR spot, but I might just end up dropping him because he's going to miss probably six weeks. Four to six with, weeks, they're saying. So with an old guy, you sort of, I guess, expect yeah. it more to be the, the five or six. Yeah. So I think I'll, I'll move potentially Dayron Sharp because he's been pretty good. Um, so we don't have word on his injury yet from Brooklyn, um, but, yep. but he's been good. So I'll, I'll probably just drop him in there and, uh, and hold him until we get word on how long he's going to be out. But, um, no, look, my, my team is going along okay at the moment. Uh, I'm probably going to have to make a couple of decisions soon because Nikola Vucevic is back. So my Andre Drummond um, mm. joy is probably going to come to an end <laughs> shortly. Um, I'll hold him until the very last minute because we know. I mean, he could still get me 10 rebounds and – two steals and a block in 15 minutes off the bench. So yep. potentially I end up holding him, I'm not sure. Um, and I've sort of, by adding, if I look at my roster from when I started the season, I've added Andre Drummond, Okongwu, uh, Larry Nance, Dayron Sharp, Nick Richards. So all very low turnover guys. So I've actually become quite competitive in that category which means I don't need to focus on assists as much now. It's more about steals. Hence, I've picked up Matisse Thibel, uh, perennial steals stream specialist. So we'll see if he can get healthy. Maybe he can get me some steals and I can eke out some victories uh, over the next few weeks and, and possibly make a run at that sixth spot. I'm not confident, but uh, let's yeah. have a look at your matchup. Uh 
you did me a favor. You beat Noah Rubin 6-3. So I'm trying to help you out. He, he's one of the players or one of the, the, the teams that is a, ahead of you. in the. Uh, so he's now one spot uh, ahead of you in, in that eighth spot. Yeah. Um, but the, there's a big clump of players between five and eight on the standings. So, yeah, try, trying to get you in there, Kingy. We're trying to, we're trying to get you into the playoffs. So uh, we are, I'll do my uh, best. Yeah, and I've looked at the matchups this week, and there's a couple like couple of guys that are playing some hot teams and stuff. So if I can eke out another win, maybe I can get to within two or three wins of that six seed, and, and we'll see. But uh, so yeah, you did. You won six three. Uh, going through your categories here, would you say it was a fairly comfortable win? Yeah, I, I was very comfortable. The, the, the thing that I was really pushing for was trying to get a 7-2 win, mm-hmm. um, but wasn't able to do that with the threes I went yeah. just down in. Um, yeah, so in my final day, I benched a few players that I would normally start in an attempt to get that win. So I benched a player like Sabonis. We're not getting a three anyway. Um, I benched you know, Clint Capella. Um, there was someone else. But anyway, I was trying to get all my three-point shooters out on that final day. And... Uh, didn't quite come up, but I was happy enough to get the um, 6-3 win. Darren Fox did his best to try and tank my field goal percentage on that last day and uh, make it a 5-4 win, but uh, we held on and did okay there. So, no, it felt pretty comfortable for the entirety of the matchup, to be honest. I got a bit lucky with Noah Rubin having a few injuries. I think he had um, Michael D'Anthony Melton out for a bit of time. Jimmy Butler missed the entire week. Um, Joel Embiid played all of his games, so he was out the previous week, so... That came in and helped him, but yeah, it it, it really was, I, I guess, a pretty comfortable win. So, but, but the the big boys are going pretty good at the moment. Three wins on the trot, all of them six three or seven two. So I've made up a bit of ground in the standings and now sits fourth with a little bit of a gap. Uh, what is that? Four and a half games ahead of the person in fifth spot. So me and Rhett Bauer are kind of in a little bit of a clump on our own, sitting in third and fourth at the moment. So. Gives me a little bit of breathing room um, in the next few weeks to kind of not be constantly streaming and have a little bit more of a long picture in, uh, you know, long term picture in mind. Uh, and I will need it against uh, Josh Lloyd, who I'm bursting this week, who has slid a little bit from the, the start of the, the season. He has, yeah. He's dropped back to second. Um, but both he and, and Drew are sort of out ahead there by what, eight, seven, eight. Uh, yeah. wins. Then there's yourself and Rhett Bauer, as you said, uh, on about the same record, 54, 55 wins. Then a little gap back to that fifth to eighth. Uh, they're all on 49 wins. And then it's back to me in ninth spot on 45 wins. So um, now I am up against uh, Alex Reclean this week, who sits behind me in the standings on 39 wins. So possibly another chance for a victory if I can get some things to go my way. Um, and as I said, Noah, uh, I think, plays. Let me have a look. Noah's got Rhett. Uh, Noah's got Rhett, uh, yep. and Rhett, Rhett's playing well. Um, Mike has – who does Mike have? You've probably got Mike's got uh, – yeah, Mike's got Drew Dinkmeyer, so he's got a tough okay. matchup as well. Yep. Um, and then B-Dub versus Mike Barner. Um, sorry, Mike Trump versus – Yep, yeah. Uh, and, and, and B-Dub's playing well at the moment. His team – um, he beat Josh last week. Um, yeah. And then did he have a win this I think he had a loss, actually. Week? Yeah, he's been up he and down. This um, okay. I want to say. Yeah, he lost to he lost to Dan Titus, actually. So he goes from beating Josh 
<laughs> number one losing in the league to, Dan. to, to yep. losing to Dan, who's second last. So, uh, yeah, a bit up and down for the old. Uh, yeah. Up, but... Okay. So, so yeah. Look, I mean, this there, there, there is a, an opportunity here for if I could get to within three wins, two wins. I mean, you just never know. But uh, that that's the the one issue with punting, and I I talk about this all the time. Is I love punting, and and it it can be a really positive strategy. But one downside is that. I'm not usually in a position to be able to win 6-3 or 7-2 yeah. because I'm just not good enough in those other categories. So as you said, you've had a couple of those wins in the last few weeks, which has bumped you up from – because we were sort of close there for a little bit. We have, um, Yeah, we were. I felt, I felt a couple of lucky ones as well. Like one week I won threes. The, I think there was a week I won free throw percentage, which are two categories that I am punting. Um, so, I mean, luck can go your way. Um and and that has for me at least you know making those wins that would normally have been five four six three and seven two so um, yeah a little bit of luck there I would say because I too am punting a couple of categories but yeah it, it, if you're punting multiple so three or four then it does yeah. start to become yeah a bit tougher makes it tough so if we look at your roster now um, I've got it up on the screen relatively healthy uh, you've got. Mobley and Lively on the bench, but they're sort of permanent fixtures in your IR spot at the moment. At the moment, um, yes. Unfortunately. Uh, and, yeah, so, I mean, if we if we sort of look down and you go, oh, is this guy playing well? Is he not? Um, Bradley Beal has looked better, I think. He has, um, yes. He has helped is, me the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So so that's, that's good. Persistence paid off there. Scotty Barnes is still doing his thing. He, he was pretty ordinary yesterday, um, but that was, I think you could probably argue, his worst game of the season. Um, probably has scaled back slightly since OG left. I think they're asking Barnes to do a little bit more on the defensive end. So um, his numbers have, have taken a little bit of a hit, but he's still been really good. Uh, and then Giannis, Sabonis, Lopez. Um, Henderson... We're, we're, I mean, you're not. I'm assuming you're not even considering dropping Scoot Henderson at the moment. But no, he he does tank your percentages. The good thing about anyway. yeah, well, the the good thing about my team is that I am very very strong in the field goal percentage anyway. So his hits to my percentages really, unless it's another team that's really strong in field goal percentage, it, it doesn't it doesn't really hurt my team. So it, almost when I'm evaluating like the back end of my roster. I'm kind of in a weird way punting field goal percentage when I'm evaluating their contribution to my team. Yeah. So for someone like Scoot, yes, he's shooting 37%, but overall my team is shooting like 54% for the season. So, you know, he might take me from 54 to 53. Like it's still pretty much top of the standings there. So uh, he's someone that I'm very happy to have him in there. He's helped my assists and points the last few weeks. I've actually been winning a lot of the points categories, which I wasn't at the start of the season. So that's been very nice. And he's a kind of player that in this format where you've got the games cap, depending on the opponent, I can choose to deploy him and, and chase yeah. the assists and chase the points, or I can choose to bench him a little bit more and really preserve my turnovers or preserve my field goal percentage if I think that's going to be the deciding category. So he's, he's a bit of like a, a match-up play in, in that regard. So, um, yeah, I, I'm very happy with what he's been doing um, and, yeah, haven't really ever considered dropping him because I think he's going to continue to get better. Yeah, uh, and, and the play you mentioned, you picked him up 
following our trade was Trey Jones, who's been really good uh, this this week playing as the starter. I know, I mean, we can't predict the future. We don't know what the Spurs are doing. But do you think there's a chance Trey Jones just sticks as the starter now, even once Branham is back? Uh, I think it's I think it's 50-50, to be honest. I think I think it might stick for a little while, but but this Spurs team has been switching it up so regularly that I doubt that it's going to be like a consistent, smooth ride. Um, so I'm fully prepared for him to, at any moment, go back to the bench. Um, but even in a bench role, again, bit of a plug-and-play kind of a person that, you know, if he gets minutes in the low to mid-20s, he can still give me some assists and steals. And if that is a key matchup that I or a key category that I need to win, even in a bench role, I can put him out there for some games. So for now it's looking good. And when I picked him up, he wasn't starting just yet, but mm. quickly, quickly went into that starting role. So um fingers crossed that it stays that way. But yeah, it is um not one that I'm super comfortable in his role moving forward. No, but and as you said though, the last two games he started, he's had Basically, 35 minutes a night, 18 points. I'm just doing averages in my head here. Five assists, one and a half steals, uh, three and a half rebounds. Doesn't really hit you a lot of threes, but he, he's not like he, unlike Scoot, he's relatively efficient for a guard. It yep. doesn't take a lot of, of shots. So, no, he, he's been, uh, he's been a nice pickup the last couple of games. Um, anyone else on your roster there that sort of stands out that had a really strong week that you're concerned about anything at all? Um, no one that I'm super concerned about. I picked up Josh Hart in the beginning of the week as Mm -hmm. someone that I thought might benefit a little bit with the trade over in New York. His minutes have been, I want to say like relatively higher than the previous sort of chunk of the season, but his production has been a bit been a bit below average. I haven't used him in any games yet so far. Um, I do need on my team one other small forward eligible player for whenever Scotty Barnes doesn't have a four-game week. I need to have someone that plugs into that spot. Yeah. So Josh Hart fills that need for me at the moment. But he is probably someone that is the closest to me dropping at this stage and streaming on the waiver wire, as is Contavious Caldwell Pope. But I've got him there for sort of just his steals, to be honest. He's a guy that um, on most weeks can give me a few steals. And uh, if I ever come close to winning threes, I can also throw him out there. But he doesn't hurt me anywhere, gives me some steals, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, So, yeah, Josh Hart and KCP are probably the two guys at the back end of my roster, which are the closest to being dropped. Or if I suddenly get a healthy team, they'll be the ones to make way for that. But I am still on the lookout for a more steady, reliable, small forward player. Um, But just haven't found one yet. Yeah, and, and as you said, Hart Hart has benefited from the trade uh, in terms of his playing time. He's basically playing thirty minutes a night now off the bench, but his numbers haven't haven't been great. Um, no. I've got Divincenzo in in another league, and and he's played pretty well since that trade as well. But they're actually closing with Josh Hart in a lot of instances over Divincenzo. So um, I'd be happy for Josh Hart to lose some minutes here and and you drop him and pick someone else up so that Divincenzo <laughs> uh, starts playing 30 minutes a night. Um, yeah, so no, look, your, your team is sort of set at the moment, rolling along quite nicely. Um, fingers crossed, no injuries. Uh, I see you've got Alex Caruso there. He's questionable for tonight. Yes, Yeah, he's got a whip, whiplash injury, which, you know, just added mm. to the list for Alex Caruso wow. and his injuries for the season. He's had, what, ankles and knees and now a neck, so... 
yeah, well, we'll see how we go. Hopefully he gets out there. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm versing Josh this week. So um, he got me in week one. So we've now officially versed everyone else in the league. So yep. the standings there are a good reflection of, I guess, the first round of one-on-one matchups. So hopefully I can get my revenge this week and verse Josh and, and get the W. I feel like it's a more fair reflection this week than week one, which we all know is a bit of a wacky one. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, so if I, I mean, running down my roster, um, I mean, anyone that's been listening knows I'm very heavy in the centre department. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven centre eligible players on my <laughs> roster. Uh, eight, if I include Dayron Sharp. Um, so one, one, I guess, piece of news that, that came out yesterday, Markel Fultz returned finally. Your uh, boy, for, finally, he's in. Um, and I didn't play him yesterday, um, which didn't really matter. He didn't really have a good game, but he uh, he's going to play limited minutes. Um, I, we don't have a plan as such for him, but I, I would assume given how well they're playing at the moment, they're not going to rush him back. He'll continue to come off the bench, I would say, for the foreseeable future. Um didn't do a lot yesterday, four assists to steal, missed all four of his free throws, which is a little concerning. Um, because yeah, I he saw have... somewhere, I didn't watch the game, but I saw somewhere someone uh, noticed that the hitch in his shoulder is, is definitely back. Um, yeah, but it's a bit I, worrying. <laughs> I haven't watched that one, so we'll, yeah, we'll have to have to check him out next time he plays. Yeah, and, and look, I don't really need his free throw percentage. I, I've sort of gone from a punting f- um, field goal percentage uh, to punting free throws now with the addition of Andre Drummond and Larry Nance and Okongwu, I'm leaning more into that field goal percentage build. So I'm not too worried now about if he doesn't hit his free throws in this league. Yeah. In in other leagues, I am. But, yeah, um, yeah, as I said, Drummond, he could end up being a drop. Uh, Nick Richards has been rolling along quite nicely and Mark Williams has no timetable on, on his return. So I'll just keep plugging him in. Um, I'm a little bit... Worried this week because Wembenyama has three games, but he has a back-to-back. So uh-huh. there is a chance that he only plays in one of those games, which means I only get two games from Wemby this week, uh, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, Do you have any of the uh, one-game boys? Is it the Nets and who was the other thing? The Cavs? Nets and Cavs, yeah. No, it's yeah. just Dayron Sharp who I've got. Okay. In my IR spot, and does Alex um, so, does Alex have any one of there from either of those? Uh, let me have a look. What has he got? Uh, so he has. No, it doesn't look like. I was just no. wondering if you were going to get a bit of a leg up in that department. So no, it doesn't look like he's got anyone there. Um, with the no, one he week. doesn't. Um, so he's got. Yeah, and look, I mean, his team obviously he's struggling a bit, like me. Um, but he has, I mean, he, he's got a, a talented squad there, like Devin Booker, Jarmorant, if he plays, um, Pascal Siakam, Bam Adebayo, Brandon Pajemski, Steph Curry. Um, like there's names there. He, he's got a he's got a good team. Although I would say, I don't know. I think I'm going to be okay in my big man stats, and it's probably yeah, again going to come down. I don't think to you're going to need you're not going to need all the blocks this week. It looks like. Um, I'm no, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Alex is punting uh, blocks in this league. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, look, that might mean that not having sort of Dayron Sharp and maybe if 
Thiebel is healthy. I, I plug Thiebel in to get me those steal numbers. Um, maybe I play Fultz because I only need some steals from him and, and nothing else. So, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see as the week goes ahead. Um, fingers crossed I can pull out another victory, but we'll and we'll touch base in a week and see how we went. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll come back another another two victory men here. That'll be that'll be the goal. Yeah, that that would be uh, a rare rare double. Um, all right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready and head to work. You've got things to do. Let people know what you've got going on just just quickly before I do. Yeah, it. yeah, jump jump on in uh, over at the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball YouTube channel and podcast. Um, hit subscribe and and check out all our videos over there. Um, should have some more videos coming this week. We will be breaking down some of the the games later on in the week with the heaviest slate games on the Wednesday night. Um, some sell high players coming tomorrow. And uh, yeah, and if you are an Aussie out there, or if you do just watch AFL, check out the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast, which is also dropped uh, and is underway as of last week. So yeah, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Yeah, I was talking to actually. There's a few AFL fans at my work, and, and we talk during the season. We talk daily about AFL, but uh, we're not talking as much at the moment. But he he just got back from leave, and he was telling me because I hadn't really. Like you, I don't do fantasy, so I haven't dived into AFL yet and looked at schedule and all that sort of stuff. But the schedule this year is a little weird. There's a there's an opening oh, round, yeah, which is opening round, round and, then one. and then there's buy rounds in the second week yeah. and the third week, and it's yeah, it's, it's a bit wonky. And you know really... why they're doing that, I assue. Yeah, so because the NRL are doing a bit of stuff in the Vegas, there was yeah. some stadiums that were free um, and some other things going on. So the AFL jumped at the chance to try and get a bit more of a New South Wales and Queensland audience going. Mm. But the weird thing was is that then they decided that the next week they were going to have the a normal round one instead of yeah. doing kind of like a split week one, which is what I would have done. But yeah, I think it is because they've got an earlier access to those stadiums and... Yeah. You're trying to pinch a little bit of the Queensland, New South Wales audience, I, I think is the idea. Yeah, and look, if it means football earlier, then I'm all for it. So whatever. Yeah. I do, it's, yeah, it, it's because uh, by that time, so what sort of early March? Yeah, we've got two months. Uh, NBA sort of ramping down a little bit unless you're in the playoffs, and I probably won't be in the playoffs <laughs> in this league. So I will be focusing on my football a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I'll certainly be... I'm going to play fantasy AFL this year as well. So oh, we, jump on board, mate. Yeah. it's. I have no idea who I'm drafting or who I want yet, so I'm going to have to start uh, listening to your content. And so yeah, I well, yeah, I know a good podcast, mate. I know a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit you up for the details. Uh, so that will do it for today's show. Remember, check out all of our stuff over at fbibasketball.com. Uh, we now have six weekly shows, so we're, we're – Getting towards our goal of seven, uh, I have three shows. This is sort of a bonus show. I'm not counting. This is a regular show. Uh, I have three. Mike Fiddle just launched his new show, uh, Check Ball, last night. Um, so he has two shows, and Noah Rubin, of course, has his show. And then Matt Lawson has his dynasty show, but he has young kids and a, and a busy life, so he will he'll get to it at some point. Um, and then we will have our seven, so that will be exciting. Um, you can fire, check us out on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe. If you are watching us on YouTube, that would be great. Until next time, catch up. See ya.
You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.